This is the old Trailblazer broadcast once again going out, coming out, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. We just praise the Lord for the opportunity to be back in your homes there, in your automobile, wherever you find yourself at this time. And this is at Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Algiers. Folks call us old-fashioned. They call us a lot of other things, but we're, we're just old-fashioned, and we stay with thus saith the Lord. We uh, bring you God's word as it is to men as they are. And I just want to tell you how happy I am to be in your home now. I wish you'd sit down and write me. I'm trying to make a study of where folks are listening at. If you would, write me. Tell me what station that you're hearing the old trailblazer over. And if you would, send me a snapshot of your family, your children, or your loved ones. And we put them up on our bulletin board here to see where folks are listening. And uh, then I offered to send you a picture of the old trailblazer. Maybe you wondered what kind of a looking dude that he is that brings God's message, whether he's tall or short or skinny or heavy or whatever. But if you would, I'll send you a picture. And uh, But I, I'd rather you'd send me one of yourself and tell me what station you're hearing the old trailblazer over. Remember, my mailing address is the old trailblazer. Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. I have no no high degrees in learning and know the Lord called me, saved me, called me to preach the gospel. We've been bringing you a series of studies now on uh, the in Antichrist Bible or the RSV Bible, Revised Standard Version. And we are we're attempting by God's word to refute error wherever we find it whether it be in the, the preaching that you hear over the radio, the television, or in your pulpit where men are called to make a decision for Jesus, we refute that. There's no such a thing as doing that. Man, listen, my friend, God, Christ, does not stand before you to be accepted or rejected. No, we stand before him. And I just I want to get off on that this morning. We'll do that in a later date. But we're bringing you this study now on the error, the perverseness of all of these newfangled Bible translations. They've been on the market now a long time. But uh, we're looking at the uh, RSV or the Revised Standard Version. In our studies, we have seen that these translators, so-called scholars, have had to choose between the authority of the Bible and the opinion of critics. They have almost in every instance accepted the opinion of the critics instead of making their translation on the basis of the authority of the Scripture. Let me call your attention to a very striking example found there in Psalms 45.6. Turn there with me. I ask you to keep your Bible handy there. No matter what time of day you hear the old trailblazer, many of you hear me early in the morning up there in Cincinnati, Ohio, or over there in uh, Dallas and KSKY, or there in Little Rock, Arkansas, K. Have your Bible there on the coffee table while you're drinking your coffee. Uh, Open it up to Psalms 45.6 in the King James Version reads, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Then in this new version, RSV, we find, Your divine throne endures forever and ever. Your royal scepter is a scepter of equity. If you turn with me to Hebrews 1.8, you'll see that the New Testament quotes this prophecy as directly applying <coughs> to the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, Hebrews 1.8. But as the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Therefore, the Holy Spirit 
who is the author of the scriptures, knew what he was talking about in Psalms 45, 6, when he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. And in Hebrews 1, 8, he makes the application of this great prophecy, saying, definitely that he was speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. These two statements of scripture def definitely present the Lord Jesus Christ as deity, as God himself. Now, in contrast, Psalms 45, 6 in the King James Version, with your revised version, look, look what it says. Your divine throne endureth forever. The RV substitutes the expression divine throne for thy throne. You see, the translators of this version take, all, take out all the references to the Messiah here and leave the Psalms flat as if it were only referred to some earthly king. Notice further that the revisers have made the verse to read, your divine throne. In their mind, it's the throne. It is the throne that is divine and not the one who sits upon the throne. But those of us who know anything about God's word and the messianic promises, we know that it is the Lord Jesus Christ who sits upon the throne, who is God, and every individual who knows anything about the original language knows that it's God that sits upon the throne. Now let me call your attention to the, this fact. These modernistic scholars do not accept the Lord Jesus Christ as God. They accept him as being divine only in the sense that they are divine, that you and I are divine. You have to understand this fact to know why they chose, uh, why they chose the opinion of the critics rather than the authority of the Bible. When they had to make a decision in the choice of an expression or a definition of a word. Now, let me, let me make this statement in passing, which will shed some more light upon the RSV Bible. The National Council of Churches of Christ, who owned the copyright of this Bible, and the publisher spent around three-quarters of a million dollars on the advanced publicity of this book. They arranged for nearly 3,000 meetings to advertise the Bible. They were held in advance of the sale date of the publication for the purpose of getting the public to endorse the book before a single copy had been released to the public for inspection. In other words, the whole thing was rigged in order that there would be no sour note of criticism to mar their beautiful plan. Their moral principle in the advance uh, advertisement of the new conforms to, the rule, to their rule of conduct. Had they waited until this sale before arranging for the public rallies, they would have gotten very few together for its approval or its appraisal. But let me give you this fact. Neither the divine throne nor the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jehovah himself, are in danger. According to Matthew 24:35, the word of God shall not pass away. And again, according to the word of God, the judgment of these men or the condemnation of these men slumbereth not. Oh, listen, my friend. The Bible says heaven and earth may pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Some of these modernistic fellows who are trying to uphold this Bible, trying to meet just the just criticism hurled against it, remind me of a worm in hot ashes. They don't know which way to go to crawl out. No, you ever see that? Throw a worm in a hot bed of ashes. They don't know which way to go because it's hot everywhere they go. Let me take another scripture found there in uh, Micah or Micaiah 5.2, which, which definitely refers to the coming Messiah, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us read. King James Version, Micah 5, 2. But thou, Bethlehem, 
you, you, Epaphra, Bethlehem, Epaphra, though, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is, unto me, that is, to be ruler of Israel, whose goings forth have been formed from old, from everlasting. Now let's read the RSV version, same, same chapter, same verse. But you, O Bethlehem, Epaphra, who are little, who are little to be, who are little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is the ruler of Israel, whose origin is from old, from ancient days. Will you notice the King James Version of the Bible? The, bre- the babe of Bethlehem has eternal preexistence expressed in these words, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. This is already meant. His, this has already meant his deity in the second person of the Blessed Trinity. Now let's notice the RSV version, whose origin is from old, from ancient days. This makes the babe of Bethlehem to have an origin, and this was limited to ancient days. Do you see how these translators, do you see how these translators remove Christ's external preexistence and deity? It's so clear throughout the entire translation that wherever they could, they removed Christ's preexistence and deity. You can more clearly understand why they did this when you take into account that they do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that they think him of being divine only as you and I are divine. Now let's take up another great scripture of the Old Testament, which deals with the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the great prophetic utterance regarding the person and work of Christ found in Zechariah 9.9. Let's read the King James Version first. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a coat, the foal of an ass. All right, now let's turn. Turn around. Get your RSV. Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding upon an ass, or on a coat of the foal of an ass. Notice how these translators left out all references in this great verse of Scripture to the person and work of Christ the Messiah. They left out the words, He is just and substituted the word triumphant. They left out the expression, and having salvation, and substituted the word victorious. He is just, refers to the person of the Messiah. Having salvation refers to the work of the Messiah. In this new translation, they left all of that out. If you'll compare the two versions, you'll also notice that in the King James Version, the word king begins with a capital K, which signifies that the transgressors Translators recognize that the king is in this scripture was the Messiah, but he is in deity, that he is deity in God. But in the RSV version, the translators spell the word king with a small k, which signifies that the translators did not recognize that the word king refers to deity. They'll come back at you and tell you that the Hebrew does not indicate whether it's small k or capital K as the Hebrew was all written in capital letters. That is so, but whoever would think of spelling the word God, 
G-O-D, when referring to deity, with a little g. And the word God in Hebrew is written in capitals. My friend, the thing I want to get over to you is that these translators do not recognize Jesus as deity, and therefore, wherever they could, they smeared and undercut his deity. There is no excuse in the world that they can give for translating the word king with a little k that will pass the judgment bar of God. Now, my friend, I know exactly what I'm talking about. fact also holds true in Matthew 27:54, where the translators, they translated, truly this was the Son of God. They substituted A for the and say it could have been either A or the, as the Greek does not have a definite article before the Son. That's so. But this bears out what we've been saying, that, they, that where they have to make a choice between the opinion of the critics and the authority of God's word, they always choose the critics' opinion. You will notice that besides substituting the article A for the, they spell the word son with a small s, rejecting his deity. Now, my friend, this is so plain, as plain as a nose on your face, that they have set out. They set out to wreck and ruin and mutilate God's word, and they did a good job with it. And folks have accepted it, lapped it up, just like a dog lapping up water out of a creek when he's tired and thirsty. Now, my friend, our folks are blinded, duped by Satan. They believe a lie and be damned. The scripture says in the end time, he'll send a strong delusion. That's what's happening. The old trailblazer just coming here trying to refute a little bit of error, my friend. Don't get mad with me. Write me. Let me know that you're listening. Tell me what station you're hearing me over. And if you would, uh, help me with the broadcast. If you want to get out to God's word, if you want to get the truth out before it's everlastingly too late, Help me with the broadcast, if you would. Remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer. Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye, and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old Trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. 